This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Greetings, everyone. You're Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Wow, that intro gets me pumped up every single time. And man, oh man, do we have a show for you today. We've got one of my personal mentors, a gentleman that I'm so honored and grateful to be in a mastermind group with. And let me let me set this up, folks. He worked on a TV show with Zig Ziglar. He wrote a best-selling book with Jim Rome, two of my absolute favorites. You hear me talk about those two gentlemen on every single podcast. He's got a podcast now with Larry Wignett called How to Be a Real Man. He's the author of over a dozen books, and he spoke to crowds of over 25,000 people. Wow. Are you salivating right now? You ready for this? Who am I talking about? Mr. Chris Widener. Chris, how are we doing, buddy? Nearly perfect, Rich. Nearly perfect. Awesome sauce. Well, there we go. So, um, as I mentioned to the listeners there, and I talk about you quite a bit on the podcast on how grateful and thankful I am just to... uh, I don't know, associate with you, number one, and number two, to be a part of the mastermind group and all the wonderful things you're doing. And out of your your books, and I was listening to another one today, just kind of recapping, and that's kind of what I want to touch on today is um, you reap what you sow. And for society, what we put in our mind, what we put in the ground, or what we plant in our brain is what we're going to get out of that. And if uh, before we even get started with that, if you wouldn't mind, let the listeners know where they can find you, how they get a hold of you, and then talk a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, they can get a hold of me at uh, facebook.com forward slash Chris Widener Speaker would be one of the quickest ways to find me. Instagram is Chris Widener Speaker. Twitter is at Chris Widener. So any one of those places, they can, uh, they can see what I'm up to. And as far as the podcast, yeah, we just launched a podcast called How to Be a Real Man. And uh, it's a buddy of mine named Larry Wingett, who um, has been a long time, very well-known professional speaker. Um, he's a uh, he is an interesting guy. Um, his books uh, are things like "You're Broke, Fat, and Stupid Because You Want to Be," <laughs> "Your Kids Are Your Own Damn Fault," "Grow a Pair." Um, he used to have a TV show on A and E called uh, "Big Spender," where he would go into couples uh, who were having financial difficulties and basically show them how they were wasting all their money. Um, but uh, he's a good old boy from Oklahoma, and and uh, we jokingly refer to ourselves as "Good Cop, Bad Cop." Uh, on the uh, on the broadcast, but we talk about issues that um, men of the 21st century really need to deal with. We deal with uh, everything from dating to finances to um, marriage relationships, business, entrepreneurism. Uh, we just did one. We haven't released it yet, um, but we were looking at suicide statistics of men in general, and particularly affluent white men. And uh, we were we're just asking the question, you know, why do men kill themselves? What uh, you know what causes that, and what can we do to slow down those those uh, those numbers? So um, it's taken off 
just really crazy. Um, it's pretty amazing. And then we're uh, actually tomorrow, Larry and I are going to go meet with a large media company uh, whose two websites do 100 to 200 million views a month, page views a month, and we're going to talk to them about doing a streaming televised podcast. Um, so we're, we're excited about that and, um, and, and the direction that we're going in. Outstanding. And folks, um, <laughs> I've read a couple of Larry's books there, and one I personal favorite is uh, Your Kids Are Your Own Damn Fault. It's that, well, you know, you hear me talk about yeah. it all the time, that right hook of reality. And that the, the thing that's so special about Larry and his, his yeah, it's kind of, I guess, like you said, the good cop, bad cop, but you can tell how sincere he is because he's doing it all from the goodness of his heart, but yet he delivers with a pretty right uh, hammer, I guess, if you will, the right hook of reality. And then, Chris, on your side of it, you kind of balance that out. And, uh, folks, after you finish listening to the Kickin' Life podcast, check that thing out, How to Be a Real Man. It's, and it's, it's for ladies, too, ladies, so it's not just for men. It's, and it's not uh, the old macho, tough guy guy. It's all about how to be a real man with you know chivalry and holding the doors and being respectful, raising proper kids. And your last episode, it was uh, a sheep or sheepdog. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, Rich, you mentioned that we we have a ton of women um, listeners. In fact, Larry was signing autographs at a at an event, speaking uh, event in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and a woman waited in line to get her book signed, and then she had her son and her husband on FaceTime on her phone. And when she got up to Larry, she said, this is my husband and my son, and we, we all listen to the How to Be a Real Man podcast together. And we have a lot of women who say they just want to understand how men think or they want to be able to you know, relate better to their husband or their son. Um, and so if anybody wants to listen to it, they can find it at realmanpodcast.com. Absolutely awesome. Folks, definitely check that out. And, yeah, actually, uh, a lady entrepreneur friend of mine, she's the one that kind of mentioned uh, Larry Wignett there as far as that was the first book she'd suggested. I read that. And I'm like, oh, man, I like this guy. And I think another one was um, it's called Work for a Reason. So he's he's got uh, quite a list of books out there, as obviously do you. And uh, the book, well, I, I think one of the uh, – I don't know if it was the first one I read or not, but the first one that really connected, and I'll tell you, simply because it was with Jim Rome, was 12 Pillars. And that book, and folks, you've heard me talk about this book and many others before, check them out. They're nice, short, little, easy reads, but they really get the point across on how to live, I like to say your best kick in life, but your best life. And it's more than just finances. It's all about success in all the major areas, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then, of course, financially comes along uh, uh, with the process there. And Chris, I've got, I don't think I've mentioned this to you, but uh, my son, Austin, a 17-year-old, he's reading the, uh, the Art of Influence, and he's really getting into it. And the next one I've got for him is The, um, uh, the Angel Inside. So it, folks listening out there, you got teenagers, th- throw them there. Let them read these books because it's really planting the right seeds. Yeah. So uh, Chris, with, um, is there any particular book, I know you'd mentioned to me before, that The Art of Influence is the one that you touch on a lot when you give speeches there. Is there, is there any other one that you wanted to talk about today? Like I mentioned, I definitely want to spend a few minutes on you reap what you sow, but if you had one you wanted to talk about first, we can jump there first. No, I've got a ton of books, uh, and, and you know, there's lots of great material in them, but yeah, you're right. The, um, the uh, Art of Influence is probably the one I give the most speeches on. Um, Twelve Pillars is my bestseller, and Angel Inside is my favorite. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, good, good. Um, and the... I guess the art of influence, 
folks, it's all about, and it's, I guess, a hypothetical story, but it's based upon real-life figures. Obviously, the names are changed to protect the innocent, so to speak, but uh, it's all about how you influence others by your actions. And if, if I'm right here, the whole premise of the book is just caring, being a good person and caring for others. Would you say Yeah, that? absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, about, it's about what you do to yourself. So influence and, and persuasion begins with you. It's about uh, about changing yourself so others are attracted to you. Nice, nice, good. So folks, definitely check that one out. So w- as far as uh, you reap what you sow, I talk about this all the time, especially the speeches I give to high school kids, college kids, and then, of course, even little kids. I change the message a little bit, but the whole intent is the same. What you put in your mind is what you're going to get. And I know you reflect in the book on if you plant an apple, or apple seed, you're going to get an apple tree. It'd be ludicrous to think you're going to get an orange tree. And I kind of tar- twist that a little bit. If you plant an onion seed, you're definitely not getting a strawberry on the other end. You're getting onions. So what you plant in the mind is what you get in return. And Chris, if you want to touch a little bit uh, further on that for our listeners out there, that would be great. Yeah, I think that it's probably the most universal, um, the most universal principle of you know of all time. It works in agriculture. It works in love relationships. It works in business relationships. And so it's very important for us to, to understand that, that everything we do, everything we say, it's all sowing. And whatever you're sowing is what you're going to reap. So, um, you know, the way you talk to your spouse, that is sowing. Uh, if you speak poorly to him or her, you're going to reap a poorer relationship. Um, it works in finances. If you sow your money into a uh, Gucci bag or a, uh, you know, a Louis... Uh, uh, what is it, Yves Saint Laurent or, wow. you know, uh, any of those kinds of things, you're going to reap poverty. If you sow it into investments, you're going to reap wealth. Um, it's, it's just one of the great universal principles of all time. You stick an apple seed into the ground, you're going to get apples. I mean, that's just the way it works. Sure. I mean, and it boils down. It's just flat out common sense. And a lot of people will say, well, if it's so simple, why aren't more people more successful? Well, and, you know, it's also if you sow to the gym, you reap health. If you sow to ice cream, you reap fat. You know, I mean, everything. It's the most universal success principle. Why is it that people don't do it? Um, you know, that's as old as the Bible itself. I mean, there was one passage in the Bible where the Apostle Paul said, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I keep on doing. Um, there's this nature inside of human beings that they do what they want to do rather than what they should do, and, and much, much of the time to their own detriment. Well, and I know you touch on in the book there, you know, there's always something new, a new, exciting, shiny red ball, new, shiny object on the way to get in better shape, the way to be financially sound, the way to do this. But you mentioned in the book, which is absolutely, you know, spot on, it, it, th- this isn't anything new. This goes all the way back to the Bible times. And it's just, you've got to do what you've got to do from the farmers. You've got to plant the right crops. You've got to sow, you've got to tend to, you've got to cultivate, you've got to nurture. And then there's the harvest. But you're not always going to get the harvest. But one thing for sure, if you don't sow, you're not going to get anything. Yeah, absolutely. Good. You've got to be sowing. And in fact, the fact is, is that you already are sowing. It's not that you have yep. to be sowing. Um, it's, it's that you already are sowing. Now you just have to ask yourself, what are you sowing? Yep. Well, and then you touch on the book. It's, it's, uh, you don't just throw the seeds down and come, bu- come back nine months later and expect a crop. You've got to continue sowing and make sure you're sowing the right thing. 
and uh, sowing in fertile soil. So if you've got, uh, and I talk all the time to our listeners about for almost 40 years, I didn't have the right soil there. It was kind of, well, and our listeners know how I was kind of brought up on a farm, which is good old-fashioned hard worker, and you talk about that in your book as well. You know, farm farm guys or farm boys, if you will, brought up with that work ethic, that drive, the desire. They understand how those things work. But, you know, that didn't uh, equivalent to me in my brain because my father, you know, he did the best he could do. But he was in Vietnam and, you know, had a very poor experience. Matter of fact, my first 20 years of life, mentally, I think he was still in Vietnam. And that had, you know, that was some seeds that were planted that had some deep, deep roots. And those popped up from time to time, kind of the quick temper. And, you know, that's where the right hook of reality comes in. But I'm also trying to balance that out now by sowing the right seeds because I've dug up the foundation of all those years and trying to plant the right seeds on fertile soil, if you will. And that's, you know, who you surround yourself with and who's you're, who you're going to become. Surrounding myself with people like yourself, being in the mastermind group, reading books, Jim Rome, Zeke Ziegler, John Maxwell, all the, and my listeners hear this all the time, but I want to continue to reiterate that, folks. You are who you surround yourself with. Those are the seeds that you're going to continue to plant. And Chris, even in your own life, you yeah, mentioned starting off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I was going to tell you a, a really interesting story. You mentioned, you know, growing up on farms and stuff. I used to have a television show called Made for Success, and and I interviewed a lot of top successful people. And I was interviewing a, a big guy from Microsoft. In fact, he was the only guy to ever be the CFO and the CIO of Microsoft. And um, we got, and he had grown up on a farm in Montana. And I, you know, I said to him, I said, um, you know, what's the uh, what's the deal with growing up in, uh, in Montana and, and now you're, you know, you're a farm boy and now you're, uh, you know, the top guy at the, um, at, you know, the biggest tech company of all time. And, you know, what is that? And he said, Chris, do you know how many farm boys there are at, in like the top 50 people at Microsoft? And I said, no. And he just started ranking them. I mean, he's like, he listed like 10 guys in the top 25 people at Microsoft who grew up on farms. And he said they just took that hard work, that discipline, and they converted it into technology. And so it was really fascinating to me to see that. Absolutely. And folks, that's also in the book, uh, you, uh, you Reap What You Sow. You talk about that very thing in there. But you're right. That hard work, that uh, work ethic, if you will, and that was instilled from you know my father growing up. I sure as heck didn't understand it as a kid. And I'll be honest, nor did I like it. <laughs> but it's laid that foundation. Um, but the foundation, I was always taking action, but a lot of times I wasn't taking the right action or associating with the right people. So even though I was working hard, I still wasn't planting the right seeds, so to speak. And that's where I mentioned five years ago is when my life really started to change when I started, you know, digging up that soil, digging up the things I didn't like about myself and doing a better job of focusing on being a better person. And uh, what's Jim Rome's famous quote? So, uh, education will make you a living. But self-education will make you a fortune. And I know you touch on that yeah, a lot. Yeah, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune, yeah. Yeah, and then moving forward. So, yeah, briefly, if you want to touch on, you had a TV show with Zig Ziglar. Uh, my, my listeners hear me reference Zig all the time. And matter of fact, that was one of the first, uh, back in 2012, I'd never heard of Zig Ziglar before anybody. Never heard of Chris Widener or Jim Rome or any of these guys. And I attended a webinar, and some lady was talking about Zig Ziglar. He had just recently passed away. And I'm like, my gosh, she just keeps referencing all these cool quotes. So I dove into it, and one of the first books I got was an audio book, and it was a seven-disc book, and it was better than good. 
And my kids, every time they'd get in the car, because we used to I would pick them up from school, we'd listen to rock and roll and rock out, and they loved it. Well, next thing you know, they're getting in and listening to this Zig Ziglar guy, you know, uh, from Wazoo, Mississippi. <laughs> and he's got his southern accent and uh, just kind of real slow. And they're like, what the heck is this stuff, Dad? Let's rock out to some music. But slowly but surely, it started to plant the right seeds in everybody. But he was the first one, and that obviously led to others. But if you want to talk briefly about your show that you had with Zig and, you know, what impact he had on your life. Yeah, I, uh, I had my own television show down in Dallas, and I had been doing a lot of work with Zig because I owned a company that sold audio programs through Costco, and Zig was one of the guys that we had a lot of his content that we put into our, our programs that we sold through Costco and Sam's Club, and et cetera. So I knew Zig, and, and of course, he's from Dallas, and that network offered him a television show, but he was getting a little bit older, and he didn't want to do it by himself. So since I had a relationship with him, and I already had a television show there, they asked me if I would co-host it, which I did. And uh, ended up spending about a year and a half. I think we did 14 or 16 episodes. And and um, just uh, was such a great privilege. I mean, um, you know, probably the standard bearer of motivational speakers in the in the industry as it, you know, sort of took off in the late 60s, early 70s and became big business. Um, you know, the precursor to the Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy's and Chris Widener's and, and all of us. Um, and so not only that, but he truly was probably the greatest man I ever met. Just a, a sweet man, talented guy, um, just a d- delightful human being, um, loved his family, loved his wife, uh, just an amazing guy. Fabulous. And you know, I'm sure a lot of, most of our listeners now have checked out something with Zig Ziglar because they continue to talk about you know, the impact. That was the first audio book I listened to and how it's changed everything in me. And it's also, once again, planted the right seeds. So we'll move on to Jim Rome there, and that's another one I never had. And a lot of times people, I'll say Jim Rome, and I'll think, Jim Rome, the sports broadcaster? I say, no, 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 Jim Rohn, <laughs> the, the motivational speaker. And I don't know if he went by the term motivational speaker or not, but he was definitely a life coach and, a, uh, I guess, a different way of, of thinking. You know, and his uh, mentor was uh, Mr. Shoup, he ta- or Shope, he talks about all the time in his books. But you had an opportunity to write 12 pillars with him. And folks also uh, – Tony Robbins credits Jim Rome when he was, I guess, Tony was, what, 17 or 18 years old. That's when he first met Jim Rome and kind of had that impact on him as well. But your book, 12 Pillars, how how did that come about? Well, you know, the funny thing is, all things being completely candid, um, I had written a book called The Angel Inside, which became a big bestseller, number two on the Wall Street Journal, number seven on the New York Times. And we were doing a thing called the Jim Rome One-Year Program. It was a one-year uh, personal development program, and it had 12 pillars. So it had, you know, the 12 different things that you would study, relationships, sales, health, you know, all those kinds of things. And uh, I went to the president of Jim Rohn International. I said, you know what we should do? We should write another book in that story form, like The Angel Inside, but use it as a sales piece so people get tied into that short story and they like it. And then we have five or six pages worth of sales material at the back and upsell them into the uh, upsell them into the Jim Rohn One Year Program. And so, to be honest with you, it was really truly written as a sales piece for the for the Jim Rohn One Year Program. But what I guess I didn't know when I was writing it is is that it was really good. People liked it, <laughs> and now it's become, it's become my best selling book and uh, and one of Jim's best selling books. And we sold well over a million copies, and and um, and it still continues to hold strong. Absolutely. And folks, you hear me talk about it. Check these things out. Check these books out. Not only are they an easy read, which is which is great. And they, what, what, your books are an average, what, 150 to 170 pages? 
roughly? Oh no, you're giving me way too much credit. Uh-oh. My average book is my my average book is twenty thousand words, and so that's right about one hundred and eight pages, hundred to oh, one hundred and ten pages. And and well, what I found is, Rich, is nobody reads big books anymore. Yep. Um, you mentioned that. They, in fact, it was Charlie Charlie Tremendous Jones is the guy that told me he was an old time motivational speaker who owned a, a book company called Executive Books, and he gave me the advice. He said, "Chris, write a short book." Nobody reads big books anymore. So the way I decided to, to make my books the size that they are is I went in to um, a Barnes and Noble, went to the leadership section, self-help section, picked up a Ken Blanchard book called The One Minute Manager. Great book. I counted the amount of words, counted the amount of words on a page, multiplied by the amount of pages, and it was 20,000 words. Oh my so gosh. I said, these are the kinds of books I'm going to read. And that's I wish I had some great altruistic reason or rationale for it, but we wrote it as a sales piece. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I, you know, I'm looking through it now. Yeah, this one's about 120. This one's <laughs> 115. And the reap what you sow is, is barely 100. So, yeah, you're right. Um, wowzers, wowzers. And Charlie Tremendous Jones has one of my favorite quotes of all times. And uh, in five years, the difference you're going to be between the person you are today and the person you are in five years are the books you read and the people you surround yourself with. Bang. And yep. uh, that is a right hook reality. Boom, right there. So, heck yeah. I guess you could read probably three or four of your books <laughs> in the same amount of time it would take you to get through one book. So, there you go, folks. There's a, a all Well, I'm thinking, about making it, I'm thinking about making it even easier. I'm thinking about going to either coloring books or pop-up leadership books. That'd be about the only way you could dumb it down further than my books. <laughs> Good stuff. I tell people all the time, I said, look, nobody's going to accuse me of going to MIT, uh, you know, after they read one of my books, but we've sold over 3 million copies of them. And frankly, um, lots and lots of grown 50 year old men have come up to me after conferences and said, I want to thank you for writing a, you know, a short, easy to read book because I haven't read a book since college. I can't tell you if I had a nickel for every time somebody said, I haven't read a book since college. Um, you know, we'd be, we'd be in business. And so they like my books because they're short and they're easy and it, they're not intimidating and they're good. They're, they're good stories. You're going to learn, you know, a few good lessons in it. And, uh, and it's all stuff that you can apply right away. Absolutely. Well, and I think the key point there is they're good stories. They're page turners, but you're not intimidated by 400, 500 pages to a book. It's like, you know what? I can read this because, and then once you get into it, you folks, you're going to read these books and probably a day maybe two days if, if you don't have the amount of time at, up front, but they are page turners. You can read Good them in stories. an hour. Yeah. You, can, you can read this in an hour. Sure. In fact, I, I, call my books, I call my books one leg books, and that means that you can read it on one leg of a, of a flight. If you're, if you're oh going gosh, from there you go. you know, LA to New York and you've got to stop in Minneapolis, you can read it by the time you get to Minneapolis. They're short and easy to read. Yep. And the audio books, a lot of those have been converted over. Excellent. Excellent to listen yeah. to. You know, and folks, you know, I like about when the author narrates his own book, how powerful that is because he's narrating his own words that he wrote down. So he knows how to emphasize or she the exact words that they uh, uh, how they felt when they were writing them. Excellent stuff. So, yeah, Chris, I know you're short on time today. You've got another appointment. So is there anything you want to leave our listeners with before you, you take off there? Uh, maybe once again, remind them how they get a hold of you and give another plug for your podcast. Sure. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Chris Widener speaker. And the podcast is the real man podcast.com. And uh, I guess the one thing I'd leave you with is what I leave everybody with. And, and that is uh, it's just as easy to think big as it is to think small. So whatever you're thinking about, make sure you think big and don't just think small. 
Excellent, excellent, excellent. And all your books are still available on Amazon? That seems to be where everybody buys books nowadays. Yep, Amazon, yep, and all the audiobooks on Audible, so uh, very available on those two. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, Chris, thank you so very much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I, I know I've mentioned this, I don't know how many different times in our mastermind group, but I'm so very honored and grateful beyond words uh, that you asked me to be a part of your mastermind group. It's been totally impactful, and I'm looking forward to our trip uh, in June where we can get together for three or four days and uh, just hammer out some great ideas. Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. Oh, and one last thing before you go. I know you've uh, you've started, you got a couple other things going. you got a mastermind group, you've got your speaking uh uh, like leadership team you're developing, and you've also got other things where you're working with co- or clients kind of being their coach. Tell people uh, uh, real quick about that so you can you know help impact even more people the way you've impacted me. Yeah, absolutely. I have a coaching program. You can either do six months or a year, and it's for people who want to work on their business or work on their, um, work on their personal lives. Uh, I work with people who want to become speakers and help them with uh, book publishing and crafting their speeches and uh, reaching out on social media, building a tribe, uh, all those kinds of things. But I've been doing coaching for nearly 20 years and a lot of very successful and, and uh, happy customers in, in my background. So if you're interested in that, you can send me an email. My email is widenergroup at gmail.com, widenergroup at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get that. We could set up a, a phone call, see if we're a good fit. And uh, if you're looking for some coaching, a second set of eyes on things, um, then would be happy to talk to you about that. Excellent. And folks, it's not just for those that have that entrepreneurial mindset or authors. It's to help you in your personal life as well. How to just realize your potential, realize who you are, realize your God-given talents to become the person you were born to be. And Chris, is you can hear it in his voice, extremely genuine, extremely down to earth. And he wants to make sure it's a good connection on both sides. So don't be intimidated. Think I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Oh, I, I, he doesn't have anything to offer me. Give it a shot. He'll talk to you and make sure it's the right fit on both ends. He's not one of those that are going to take your money because he needs it. He doesn't need that. But what he does want to do, he wants to keep populating the world with positive, motivated, inspirational people who, once again, utilize their God-given talents to be who they were born to be. And we all need that coach. I mean, even the greatest basketball players, think of Michael Jordan, if you will, he had a coach to help push him to the next level. And that's the exact reason why I'm honored to have Chris as a coach of mine. Yep, absolutely. Even the best have coaches. Absolutely awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so very much. Uh, have a blessed, blessed rest of the day here. And uh, I know my listeners and uh, everybody listening to the Kickin' Life podcast are honored and grateful for your time, wisdom, and knowledge. And uh, personally, I can't wait to talk to you. Uh, I guess we've got a call coming up sometime next week, and uh, we'll go from there. Yep. All right, buddy. Have a great day, Chris. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Well, wow. How was that, huh? That was 30 minutes that went by in a heartbeat. Holy shnikes. Bing, bang, boom. As you know, and I mention this every single time, I'm going to continue doing as much research as I possibly can to have the best guest on the show, to deliver the best content, the best knowledge, the best advice, and the best wisdom to help you live your best kick in life. And our new listeners out there, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for taking time to, to listen to the show. I realize time is the most sacred commodity on the planet, and the fact that you took time out of your busy day, and I know how busy everybody is. I am so very grateful, and that's why I'm going to continue working as hard as I am to bring you the best guests and the best content, and also to share what I'm doing, you know, as far as what I'm reading, what I'm working on, who I'm working with, because you are who you surround yourself with. Matter of fact, I just had a conversation this morning with my brother-in-law, who's um, going through a little rough patch, as we all do in life, but the conversation was all about the same thing we just talked about, your peer group. 
your group of influence. And he had mentioned, well, and I hear this a lot, well, I can't just dump my friends. Now, he didn't say that, but it was kind of coming across how hard it was and how difficult it was. And I'm not saying you go to your friends you've been with for years and say, you know what? That kicking life guru guy says, you're no good for me. I can't hang out with you anymore. No, don't, don't do that. It's not about hurting others. And I don't think others intentionally are trying to hurt you. Now, you may, you may feel that way when you start parting away from them. They're like, hey, well, why aren't you hanging out with us anymore? Why, aren't you, why can't you come out and do this and that? You decide the life that you want to live. You decide how you're going to use your God-given talents. You decide how you're going to use that, that, that gift that you've been given, that one in 7.5 million, a billion, I'm sorry, one in 7.5 billion, that's the number of people on the planet. You're one, though. You're special. You're different than anybody else. You've got a gift different than anybody else. God has touched you and blessed you with something different than everybody else. Unfortunately, most people cram themselves in that proverbial round hole because they're afraid to be that square peg. And being that square peg doesn't mean you're an oddball, doesn't mean you're an odd duck, you're an ugly duckling, or whatever other analogy. doesn't mean you're too good for everybody. It means that you're stepping out to be who you were born to be. You can do it. Is it easy? No, nothing in life is easy, but it is a simple choice. It's a simple choice, just like going to the gym. You know, I'd kind of fallen off the gym wagon for a while, if you will. And I used to be an exercise nut. Man, I was there. I lived at the gym. I was a personal trainer. I taught aerobics and, of course, you know, the martial arts. But, you know, that first excuse, ah, I don't feel like going today, led to another, led to another. And then I completely fell off, and it was tough to get back into it. I've been in the gym four times this week, and I haven't felt this good in who knows how long. Now, it's not that I was, well... It was a choice. I don't say I wasn't lazy. I was working, but I wasn't definitely, well, definitely wasn't working as efficiently and I wasn't as productive as I have been this week by simply taking the time to do it. We've all got 24 hours in a day. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Rich Grogan, the Kickin' Life Guru, if you're Chris Widener, if you're Tony Robbins, whoever. We've all got 24 hours. How we spend that 24 hours is what separates the super successful from the super unsuccessful. And then everybody else kind of migrates in the middle there. Prioritize your time. How much, and as, uh, I know I kind of jumped around here, I was talking about who you surround yourself with, and I'll get back to that in just a second. But what I've, this, this week, since I've spent more time at the gym than I have in quite some time, what have I eliminated? Social media time. Yeah, less time on social media. Less time planting garbage. Now, I've got it where most of the stuff that pops up my newsfeed now is positive, inspirational, motivational stuff. But... Still, with Facebook and their algorithms and everything else they've got, there's always something political that pops up. There's always something that pops up that gets my blood boiling, that frustrates me, and I want to, you know, my fingers are burning on the keypad. I've got to reply to this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because what happens? It gets you frustrated. It gets you angry. It gets you fired up. And then you can't leave. You can't leave. It's an addiction. You're there because now you got to see what everybody replies back to that. Is it helpful? The time you spend on that? Is that how you'd want to spend, and you've heard me talk about this before too, there's 86,400 seconds in a day. If you had to pay a dollar for every second, would you be happy with your investment, that amount of time you spent arguing with some knucklehead on Facebook that you can't even see? Or would you spend that time playing with your kids, spend that time on reading a Chris Widener book, spend that time on self-educating to become a better person? Which one's going to provide the better return on investment for all you business owners out there? <laughs> uh, the ROI, right? Which one are you going to be happy about? Which one's going to make you feel better? Which one is going to uh, turn into a bountiful harvest? Yeah, what you sow is what you reap. All kind of ties in together. So back to the core group of influence. I've got several friends that I enjoy hanging out with. 
but some I can talk business with, others I can't. I just hang out with him. We can talk sports and this and that. And that's just to be guys kind of letting letting the steam off, if you will. But others, you know, and, and some of them, it's their life. That's the life they can live. But I can't still at my age, and not that I'm old, but I've made better choices now. I've got a, as, as horrible and hard as it is for me to say, <laughs> I've matured a little bit. I know folks are like, whoa, wait a minute, what? No, obviously I'm being silly. I'm a complete goofball. You know that, but that's what brings out the fun-loving spirit and who I am. But I can't be drinking every night. And if I'm around people that are doing that, I'm automatically going to start doing that. It's never had a drinking problem, but you start drinking more than you do self-educating and spending time with your kids, that turns into a problem, folks. Same thing, I don't smoke, but if you're around people that smoke, before you know it, you're probably going to start doing that. If you're around people that gamble, I had a bit of a gambling problem. I'm going to say that publicly. It was something I, I do not like to lose. At anything, I'm a fighter by nature, baby, <laughs> and that's and uh, you know the two bankruptcies that was just like all right, I got knocked down, but I'm getting my butt back up. That's not a good uh, formula for success, especially if you've got a gambling problem and you don't like to lose. Wow, <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm going there. But anyway, the core group, and here's the deal: if you're the smartest person in your group, you're in the wrong doggone group. Now I know for our ego, yes, I feel good because I know all the answers and nobody else knows it. Yes, <laughs> well. I hope you like where you're at because you kind of hit your ceiling there. You know, the old thing, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I just said it, if you're the smartest person in your group, you're in the wrong group, get a different group. Be humble. Learn. What did Socrates say? The only thing I know for sure is I don't know anything. That is a humble attitude. And that's why, once again, why our number one black belt principle is humility. Be humble. And I talk about all the time, yes, I may be, as far as my rank in the martial arts, a master, and I call myself Master Rich Grogan. I've earned that title from Korea. But the mindset I have now is I am a master learner. I'm a master white belt. And a white belt, and those that aren't in martial arts, a white belt is the beginning rank. And what that beginning rank is, you're pure, you're innocent, it's white. It's almost like a little baby. There's nothing there. It's a blank canvas, a blank canvas to be painted on, to made a beautiful to have a beautiful picture illustrated on. And that's kind of the white belt attitude, the white belt mindset. And uh, kind of if the, oh, I guess, philosophical side, white is like fresh fallen snow. Boy, it's just beautiful. Or like I said, just a blank white canvas. It's there. The mind is open. It's innocent. It wants to receive knowledge. That snow wants (laughs) some kid out there making a snow angel, right? It's beautiful. That blank canvas is there waiting for the painting. And uh, I guess talking about that, The Angel Inside, which is one of Chris's books here, that's all about uh, uh, the uh, beauty of Michelangelo. Oh, my gosh. It, it, wonderful, wonderful story, just like all his stories. And as he mentioned, easy, easy reads. Check those things out. I've got Austin, my 17-year-old. He's reading it, and he's like, Dad, this is, this is an easy book. Now, if I'd give him one of the other books I got that's three or 400 pages, it, it would intimidate him to the point he wouldn't crack the cover. Oh, I don't have time for that. Or, okay, Dad, I'll, I'll try and get to it. But this one, bang, and it's a page turner because it's a good story. And Chris is the one that shared with me, and I'm sharing all these things because obviously he was on the podcast and he's meant a lot to me. And I've, I guess going on a year now is uh, when I've really connected with Chris and started communicating. And he's helped me in so many different ways, being a personal mentor. And as I said, I'm so very grateful to be on the um, in the mastermind group. And folks, you can be a part of that as well. Just he gave his email address. Check it out. Give him a call or uh, send him an email and he'll talk to you. And if he doesn't feel maybe this isn't the right time in your life or if it's not the right fit, He's going to let you know, hey, work on these things and let's reconnect in six months. And if it is, he's going to work toward you. So don't worry about, oh, man, this guy's trying to swindle me or this or that. And I understand. And to be honest, I kind of thought, what the heck? 
I'm not, well, what's this guy want with me? And that's that defensive mechanism that was built up over, from being taken advantage of by others in the past. And you, you almost have to be that way because there's a lot of swindlers out there. But here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. It's better to trust everybody and be wrong a few times than to go through life not trusting anybody and, you know, never getting burnt, but you're never right either. It's tough. It's tough, especially if you've been burnt before. If you've been burnt before, you're going to be so, you got that guard up. You got this up. But here's, the, here, here's kind of uh, with Jim Rome, another tip from him. And this is so, so powerful. Oh, and it's also Napoleon Hill who wrote Think and Grow Rich. Things always work themselves out. The people that are the shysters, the people that uh, are taking advantage of everybody, and hopefully that's not happened to you. But if it has, you know what? Remember that lesson, but don't go through life hating everybody else or thinking everybody else is going to do that because it always washes itself out in the end. Be careful. And I tell this, i got a women's self-defense class coming up this weekend. Talk about trust your gut, your sixth sense, if you will. That gut feeling, if it doesn't feel right, don't go with it. Now, with that being said, anytime you're making any dramatic change, your stomach's going to start to tingle. You're going to start feeling that nervous feeling. Now, there's a difference. There's a big difference. Anytime you get outside your comfort zone, that stomach's going to tingle like, oh, man, you sure you're doing the right thing? Because it's your, your mind you've got that protective mechanism in there that kind of wants to keep you from putting yourself potentially in danger, getting out there, kind of the prehistoric part of the brain, if you will, that, you know, in the caveman era, when they would go out on a safari, on a quest, you'd come up on a bush and it would say, hey, better be careful over there. There might be a saber-toothed tiger. It's warning you. And now, of course, the first time you don't trust that, (laughs) the saber-toothed tiger jumps out and eats you alive. So you got to be aware of that. But then again, don't live life paranoid. Live life aware. And do research. I, my goodness, nowadays with the internet and Google searches and everything else, you can find out anything about anyone. And after you do research on somebody and you're like, you know what, I don't know about this one. Put it out there. Ask your friends on social media and you're going to get mixed reviews. But once again, make an educated decision. Don't automatically think because somebody's successful and somebody's willing to work with you that they're a bad person. I say these things because that's the the defense mechanism I had built up in my mind because I was taken advantage of. I was, you know, swindled, if you will, and dealt with some shysters in the past. And you have that up there. But man, if you want to succeed, you want to be a better person, you've got to, you know, overcome those fears. Just make educated decisions. There you go. And once again, what did Charlie Tremendous Jones say? You are. You are a product well, I guess I'm sorry. Jim Rome said you're a product of the four or five people you surround yourself with. But Charlie Tremendous Jones says the only difference between who you are today and who you're going to be in five years are the books you read and the people you surround yourself with. And folks, I am living, 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 living proof of that. I was always optimistic, always positive, always motivated, always hyperactive, <laughs> always that fighter instinct. But here's the deal. I had more anchors in my life pulling me down than I did motivators, inspirators, inspires, people that believed in me pushing me up. And the anchors, you drag those around long enough, before you know it, you give in. You do. You don't want to, but you give in. And I kind of had the the worst on both ends, if you will. I had a ceiling set as far as, you know, your standards. This is all you are. This is all you're ever going to be kind of put on me. And then on the other side, I had anchors pulling me down. So every time I'd jump up, I'd hit my head on the ceiling, and then I had others pulling me back down. So it was hard to break through that, but I did it. I did it. You can do it too. Or your your goals are not the same as my goals. If they are, you're not going to be me. I'm not going to be you. I can never be as cool as you. You can never be me either because we're different people. But yet I can share my stories. I can share my success. I can share the things that I've done to help me overcome those fears, to help me break through that proverbial glass ceiling, if you will, to help me cut 
the ties with those anchors and those dead weights that are pulling me down. And when I say dead weights, I'm not saying you call people name you say, you're keeping me down. It's your fault I'm not where I'm at. No, don't blame somebody else. It's never somebody else. You made the choice to be with that person. You made the choice to hang around with that person. Now, I know that's a bang, right hook of reality, and it's probably something you don't want to hear, but you need to hear it. If you're blaming, 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 blaming these people for your lack of success, well, who are you going to blame if you become successful? Well, then I did it. Yes, you did. If you become successful, you did it. If you're unsuccessful, guess what? You did it as well because you make the choice. And to reiterate, is it easy? Nothing in life is easy. No, it's not. But it's a simple choice. Start winging yourself away from those people. So that kind of gets back to everything I talked about with my brother-in-law today on his association and his peer group. Start cutting some of those ties. Start cutting some of those ties. Easier said than done, absolutely, but you can do it. Keep your standards high, and this is a video I filmed last night at the Academy on keep your standards high, and the right people in your life will raise their standards to be with you. The wrong people, you know, that's who they are, and that's fine. Maybe they're not ready to raise their standards. Maybe they're never going to be ready. But that doesn't mean that should keep you down. That doesn't mean it should keep you from being who you were born to be. Cut those ties. Now, are those people probably going to blast you? Oh, you're too good to hang out with us now. Oh, uh, what's wrong? How come you're not having a drink? Are you too good for us now? I've had all these things said about me. I really have. And they hurt. I'll be honest. It's like, oh, man. And more times than not, I'm like, oh, you guys are right. All right, I'll have another drink. No. Like I said, it's not like I ever drank a lot because I was always a lightweight. (laughs) But... I would do that. I would cave. I would have, I, you put yourself in situations, you either put yourself in situations to succeed or you, put your, you allow yourself to be in situations to fail. And here's the time. Every time you give in to temptation, every time you give in to less than your best, you're planting a seed. You're planting a seed. Yeah. And what happens, those seeds, they start to take roots, baby. And when those things take root, they're hard as heck to break and get rid of. On the other side, every time you're like, you know what? No, I'm not going to go out tonight. No, I, I, I can't do this. I've got to do this. Because once again, time, the most sacred commodity, you spend it on one thing or you spend it on another. You spend it doing something that you're like, oh, gosh, was that a waste of time? Yeah, let that lesson burn so you don't do it again. So you do a better job of investing your time with something that's going to help you out. And that's, I mean, that, that was huge, huge in my life. So anyway, the others, the people that are going to hold you down, the weights and the anchors, once you start making a change, they're going to notice it. They're going to notice it. And they're going to do what they can because they don't want you leaving the group because they're controlling you. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that's who they are. Leave that group. Find a new group of influence. And the law of attraction, folks, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is it? It's a mystical thing, yes. But I tell you with everything I am, and I believe this with all my heart, I believe this, with, you know, God has given me this gift to share this message in this word, world, or word with you in this world. And that is, well, what you put out there is what you get back. When you start making that change, when you start self-educating, when you start reading books by you know, Chris Widener, uh, Jim Rome, Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell, Jeffrey Gittemore, Brian Tracy, Jack Canfield, Simon Sinek, uh, Dr. Kara DeWick, which has got a great book called Mindset. That's an awesome book, too. But you start reading all these things, a new world's going to open up to you. Now, does anything happen overnight, like snap of the fingers? No. Things take time. But once you start planting those right seeds... Now, your conditioned seeds that have been in there forever are going to pop those weeds up and say, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? Power through it. Condition those seeds. You say no to some bad influence, good, all right. That's a a planted a good seed there. Continue to focus on who you want to be. And I promise you, new pathways, new doors, it's almost like, ah, the, the, the heavens part, so to speak. 
And I'm serious, new things start to happen, new things start to come into focus. And you heard the podcast a few podcasts ago with Professor Brian Beliso when I first met him. And um, it was like, my thought was, well, why in the heck do these successful, popular, you know, wealthy, just, you know, great guys want to have anything to do with me? I didn't think much of myself. My self-esteem, my self-confidence from this organization I was with for, you know, over a quarter of a century, yeah, over 25 years, had pretty much beat the life out of me. So I didn't think that these these people, why would they want to talk to Rich Grogan? Now, I, I tried to appear confident on the outside, but I'm telling you, it was <laughs> it, it was kind of fake it till you make it mindset. I connected with them and found out, you know what? And then Brandon said it on the podcast, hey, we saw something in you that we see in, saw in ourselves. We knew we were there before, and you could give us just as much as we could give you. And that's kind of the turning point. And that made me feel like, really? Oh, my gosh, I never knew that before. But that's how it is. That is how when you surround yourself with the right people. And what did that do? You know, met, I don't know how many countless other wonderful, wonderful people with the same mindset. So it's almost like the, I'm kidding, the heavens opened up. And another thing, not only the different thinking, you know, Zig Ziglar talks about stinking thinking. If you got stinking thinking, you're going to attract more stinking thinking. If you got positive, motivated, inspirational, not only thinking, but people around you that are planting the right seeds by building you up, by inspiring and motivating you instead of pulling you down. That's going to open up even more. And then you're going to uh, meet other people. Like I was just at a wonderful phone call yesterday with a gentleman from the, um, uh, uh, what is it, the Martial Arts Power Summit. And he asked me to come and do a speech in October in San Diego. And then he says, you know what, man, I, I, and I'm flattered here. <laughs> I say this, he goes, I'm so impressed with everything you've told me here. We've got two guys on the fence here for the one in May, or I'm sorry, in June. And it's in, uh, where is it at? Uh, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Florida. He says, if they're not able to go, would you mind? I know it's short notice, but would you mind? I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you very much. I'm grateful. I'm honored. I'm flattered. But here's the thing. I, I put it out there. I've been filming my video blogs now for, I guess, going on, oh, my goodness, I guess five years now. And I remember I remember that very first one I filmed. I, I, I was so bad at it. I filmed upright with a camera instead of turning it horizontal. <laughs> I filmed it vertical. And, uh, Oh, goodness. I look back on that one and say, that's where it all started. And I started that. And I'll tell you, Professor Beliso, I saw him doing these videos, and I'm like, you know what? I think I could probably do that. And I could, and so can you. You can do it. It was tough. And only getting one, two, sometimes zero likes, shares, and views, man, that was tough. Matter of fact, my kids, I would say, hey, dad's filming a video, quiet down. And the kids, <laughs> they were brutally honest. They'd say, dad, why? Nobody, nobody watches those things anyway. I'm like, whoa. Talk about a right hook of reality, but I realized the only reason they knew that is because I was whining and kind of bitching and moaning and complaining. God dang it. Nobody's watching these videos. Why am I even doing this? I was putting it out there. So I changed my mindset. Yes, I'm going to do this. And if people like them, they do, but I'm going to stay true to me. Was it easy? Gosh darn, no, it wasn't easy. Was it simple? Yeah, it's simple just to press record on your camera or your phone there and do it. But it wasn't easy, especially when I wasn't getting any likes. I'm a human being too. But by doing that over and over and over again, planting the right seeds. And I, some people might say, well, yeah, but uh, well, I should have started five years ago. Now it's too late. Well, do you plan on living another five years? I hope you do. If you do, start now. And in five years, guess what? The books you read, the people you surround yourself with, that's the only difference. You start doing video blogs, do it. And you'll say, well, I don't know what to talk about. Talk about whatever makes you happy. There's 7.5 billion people in the world. I guarantee there's a million people out there that like what you have to say. Or don't like what you have to say. And that's fine. You can get rid of those people. As Professor Bleso says, love, block, and delete. God says we got to love the haters out there. 
because you know what? We're one of God's children too. So love them for who they are, but we don't need that negative influence in our life. So block, delete, cut the cord, whatever you want to call it, and, and get rid of them. Get rid of them. You don't need that. So if you've got some haters out there that uh, don't like what you're saying or don't like who you are, it's a beautiful thing on Facebook. Love, block, and delete, baby. Get rid of them or any kind of social media channel. Or do what I did. Start your own group. And folks, I almost forgot to mention that. Living your best kick in life. Living your best kick in life. Check that group out. Now, it's, it's one of those groups. It, it's open to the public, but I have to actually accept you into the group. And why I'm doing that is I want to filter who's coming in and coming out. And if we got any knuckleheads that jump in there, they're gone. <laughs> I'm not having any negativity in there. I'm not having any weeds in my beautiful garden, so to speak. It's all about positive inspiration, motivation, empowering people to believe in themselves, to live their dreams, to utilize their God-given talents, to be who they're born to be, and just as important, to be respectful to others. And how that respect for others starts is by respecting yourself. There it is. That's it. So uh, go to the group, Living Your Best Kick in Life. And then I've got a page. It's called The Kick in Life Page. So check that baby out too. All kinds of, men. That, that page has really, really soared lately. Uh, I think we've picked up 1,100 new followers in the last week. So that, that's pretty powerful. And that's moving in the right direction as well. And, of course, the podcast. And you hear me say this. Make sure if you've got, if you've got something great out of this podcast, hopefully you got something great out of it, right? <laughs> Share this with someone else to continue building that tribe. The best feeling in the world is taking something that you've learned or you've heard or something that's inspired and empowered and motivated you and sharing that with somebody else. Sharing that with somebody else so you know how it's affecting them in a positive manner. So do it. And that's how we're going to make, you know, or my mission now, that's going to make, not help, not try, not hope, but it's going to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. So those little bitty things, planting the right seeds, cultivating nurturing those right seeds and letting them harvest into something beautiful, something great. And some of our haters out there say, oh yeah, well, it must be nice living in your sunshine and rainbow world, but that's not reality. Well, you know what? I used to live in that hater world. I shouldn't say I hate it, but a lot of times I went down the negative side because it was easier to complain than it was to work hard to find a solution. I'm not in sunshine and rainbows. The world's hard. The world's freaking tough. The Bible talks about how tough it is, but you always got two options. Lay there and whine and cry about it or get back up and do something different fight another round, change your mindset to make better choices. Now, if that's sunshine and rainbows, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it is, uh, I, but I think it's this. Thinking on a positive side, thinking on an inspirational side, saying, hey, it's not going to rain every day. That's just being positive. Now, will positive give you everything you want in life? No. No, it won't. It won't. But I guarantee this. Negative will give everything you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Negative will bring on everything you don't want. And the more positive you are, the more you'll attract positive feedback, the more you'll attract positive people, the more you'll attract the karma that's out there. You'll attract people that, that like I said, the heavens will open up and say, whoa, that's it. It's not going to happen every time. Just like the farmer who plants the crop, just because he planted the crop, just because he cultivated, just because he nurtured, just because he watered, just because of the sun doesn't mean that a day before the harvest that a hailstorm doesn't destroy every crop. It could happen. It could happen. But nine times out of 10, you're going to get the, the, if you do all those steps, you're going to get the return on the investment. You are. And the other side of that is 10 times out of 10, if you don't plant the right seeds, you don't cultivate, you don't nurture, and, and you don't put in the time and effort, you're not getting anything. That's a guarantee. Plant the right seeds, folks. You can do it. We talked about it on the last podcast, but having Chris on today's podcast, especially talking about his book, You Reap What You Sow, and so many other countless books out there, just check him out. Chris Widener, 
Uh, excellent, excellent stuff. The books are easy reads. And I'll tell you, they, 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 and I know it's old cliche, oh, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. I used to think that's a bunch of bull crap. And I'm telling you, it will. And how? Open mind, being receptive. And like I said, with the internet now, you can search anybody and anything. Now, obviously, be selective. You're going to have people on both sides of the fence. You go with what you believe in your heart and pray about it. You know, ask. Ask God, which, you know, I know we're running close on time here. Last point, I hear this all the time from people. I say, hey, how's things going? Well, I'm just waiting for God to tell me what to do. And to be honest, that drives me nuts. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm born and Christian, baptized over Christmas break and fabulous. I'm a much, much better person. That was kind of a missing component in my life and surrounding myself with people like Chris Widener and um, Master Chip Townsend, Brandon Beliso, Dave Kovar, uh, all the people I talk about uh, who have really helped me become the best person I can be. That was all kind of a stepping stone to lead to that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But here's the thing. Yes, pray and ask for God's help, but God isn't going to do it for you. You have to do it. You have to take action. All the hope, all the dream, all the visions in the world are just that if you don't take action for yourself to do it. In a recent conversation I had, a lady had said, uh, I say, yeah, how's things going? I know you talked about you know, quitting your profession five years ago and starting a new path. Well, I'm just waiting for God to tell me. I guarantee in five more years with that attitude, she's going to have the same answer. Just waiting for God to tell me what to do. Reminds me of the story. <laughs> There's a flood coming, all right? There's a flood coming, and uh, the flood's up to the... Uh, the person's house. I mean, it's coming. It's it's coming up, rising fast. Guy comes by in a little rowboat and says, "Hey, get on in here, man. The floods are coming. I want to save you." He goes, "Oh no, no. God's going to save me. God's got this. I'm in God's hands. He's going to tell me what to do. He's going to save me." Guy goes, "Okay." Water goes up a little bit higher. This time, he's uh, leaning out a second store window, and another boat comes by. This time, it's a power jet boat, or not jet boat, just a boat boat, a big boat, not a rowboat. <laughs> and the guy says, "Hey." Come on, get out, out the window here. I'll save you. These floodwaters are going to continue rising. And the guy says, no, 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 no. God's going to take care of me. God's going to tell me what to do. God's going to save me. I goes, all right. Now the guy's on his roof. The water is now up to the roof. He's standing on his chimney. It's so high. A guy comes by in a helicopter and yells down, hey, grab the rope. We'll save you. We'll save you. Come on. And the guy yells back, no, 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 no. My God's got me. He's going to tell me what to do. He's going to take care of me. I goes, all right. Drives on by. Well, the waters finally get over the guy's head and the guy drowns. He goes up to heaven and he says, hey God, what happened? I believed in you. I thought you were going to save me. I was, I was waiting for you to tell me what to do. And God says, look, man, I sent a rowboat. I sent a power boat and I sent a helicopter. What else you want me to do? You've got to take action on your own. I was giving you signs. You just never took it. I think that's a great story to <laughs> not only in today's podcast, but talk about the importance of taking action. Yeah, makes sense. So take the action today, folks. Plant the right seeds. Plant the right seeds in your life. Plant the right seeds in your loved ones' lives. Plant the right seeds in your kids' lives. And that all starts by you not taking those shortcuts, not just hoping, wishing, and praying. Those are important. That's the attitude. But then you got to follow it up with the effort of actually taking action and doing something and then catching yourself from doing the things you shouldn't do. And then also winging yourself away from those negative influences. There it is. Well, as always, folks, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. From the bottom of my heart, uh, it just gives me goosebumps to think that I've got a platform to do this now, to have my own show here, the Kickin' Life Show, to help inspire millions of people to believe in themselves, respect themselves in order to respect others, to live the life that God has intended for you to live. Leave your comments, feedback, share this with somebody you know could benefit. Give us a little shout out on iTunes and Google Play, a little five-star review, letting other people know what you think of the show. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Please subscribe, download. We record once a week, and then they air the, well, we record actually, truth be told, on Fridays, and then they air on Mondays. So the beginning of the week is the way to start off your week with the Kickin' Life podcast to live your best kickin' life. Go to the group page, Living Your Best Kickin' Life. Also, like the Kickin' Life page. Like the Kickin' Life page. You like that? <laughs> that's that Facebook like, and that's the Kickin' Life page. And that's all I got for you, folks. Thank you so very much. And, you know, we can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. Also, I record two to three. I'm going to go record another one today. Uh, video blogs, a little short, usually five, ten-minute blogs on just uh, kind of, be honest, whatever I'm thinking about that day. But it's all about that inspiration, motivation to help you live your best kick in life. All right. Well, you know how I end every podcast, and I mean this sincerely. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you so very much for listening. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.